I'm recording. <laughs> yes, we're here. It's so exciting. I think I'm drunk and I've only had like one sip. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Me too. I feel like Turn so up out Wednesday. of it. Yeah. <laughs> God. All right, we can do this, you guys. <laughs> hey, don't forget to press the record button this time. I'm recording. It's happening. <laughs> I even okay. tested our mics. I don't want to like be like... I don't know, 15 minutes in, you're like, guys, <laughs> don't call me oh, out. Did you know? <laughs> <laughs> don't call me out in front of our podcast listeners. Um, you know, Stoney's the shadiest one. He is the shadiest one. It's always the silent ones, the quieter ones that you have to worry about. They're the shadiest. <laughs> I mean, have you seen episodes of Snapped? That's uh, because um, we're all thinking about what we're going to do to you whenever you stop finally fucking talking Uh-oh. oh no. <laughs> oh god <laughs> he's upset i'm scared you guys i don't know what's gonna happen <laughs> anyways hi thanks for coming hey girl thanks for coming well welcome thanks for coming america my name is seth Hey, it's Jamal. And it's Stoney. And we are back another week in the life of us. <laughs> I don't know. Three you gays and a dream. This is going to be a hot <laughs> mess of a podcast. <laughs> like, I can't even form sentences right now. <laughs> but okay. Th- so I've only had two drinks. I don't know if I'm just loopy because the week's been so nutty. I think it's just this week. Like, this week has been so weird. I don't even enjoy it right now. <laughs> like, everyone is being so annoying at work. It's just too much. Like, He's over it. I'm over it officially. <laughs> <laughs> She's done. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure, like, the entire solar system is in retrograde this week. So, I don't understand. Oh, no. Is Mercury out to play or something? Did I miss the memo? Yeah, Mercury and all her sisters are like, just fucking (laughs) shit up for me. (laughs) Oh my God. Like, so I I had a long day yesterday. Um, My family was in town. um, And so I got to bed late and then I had to wake up early. And so I'm just like old. So I can't function (laughs) like this anymore. So, you had no recovery time. No, and I had the grossest like purple drink, energy drink, and it didn't help me get through my day. And people were trying me today at work, and I had no patience. So, oh no, uh, oh no! I hate when they try you. I'm just so over oh, no. it. Like, <sighs> leave me alone. And people at work know not to do that if they can help it. If not, they are quickly reminded. Right. <laughs> well, they learned this morning because just like Beyonce, I went ape shit a little bit this morning. Yes, so. honey. <laughs> Snatch and bald like that sad braid in Chicago. Yeah, I launched a lot of weaves into the ether. <laughs> <laughs> like if you went into the ether, it would just be a sea of wicks. <laughs> It'll be like tumbleweaves like it, everywhere. It'll be a whole <laughs> festival of tumbleweaves just rolling across in unison. <laughs> Intergalactic inter- tumbleweaves. Yeah. Oh. Shit. Space lasers coming from the weaves. Woo! Yeah. All, all of Xenon <laughs> in the 21st century girls' wigs are flying <laughs> in this ether. Oh, That's no. a reference probably in, 
only people our age and older will understand. That's right. That's right. I stand for those movies. Shout out to the Disney Channel. (laughs) (laughs) Today we're actually sponsored by the Disney Channel. I'm making the the ears signs with my glow stick, but you can't see it because it's a podcast. Now it just looks like I'm shaping like a nice pair of cakes or something. I'm going to stop. Yeah, I feel uncomfortable. Um, (laughs) Anyways, so, well, we're off to a great start so far. Um, Is there uh, anything that you would like to to update us um, that's going on in your lives? Or um, have we covered it all already? (laughs) Oh, so we're still alive. So we're surviving swim lessons. (laughs) Oh, that's yeah, good. That Swim's going good. It's going well, but the weirdest thing happened. So we have one more week off, right, before our next session. Uh-oh. So she had us doing this exercise where you just have, like, a little uh, floaty board, like the small ones. Mm-hmm. And the um, you hold the tip, and you just use your legs to swim. Well, she says my form is perfect, but I make it halfway and then I just like stop and like I'm swimming in one spot Oh, and she like can't figure it out. <laughs> cause it's, I think it might be cause you're, you're holding on to just the tip. <laughs> oh, I think you have Maybe to that's hold on is. the whole thing and just kind of, I go. need a, sh- I need a stronger grip. Yeah. I think you need to work on your stroke a little bit. Um, okay. She did not give me that note. Yeah. But I, I can apply that. I think Emily's fired again. <laughs> <laughs> wow who knew like seth knew so much about swimming and strokes I know. look at that <laughs> i missed my calling as a swim uh swim coach <laughs> which is really upsetting because there's lots of hot <laughs> menses that i probably missed out seeing but whatever Ooh, especially at iu oh my god mm. Uh. Um, but anyway of course i'm a special case in everything i do if i'm gonna mess something up if anybody's going to mess something up, it's me. Or if somebody's going to trip and fall, it's me. So, of course, I just swim in one spot. Oh, I'm glad Jaws yeah. will have a quicker time. you're not drowning, me. though. It could be worse. I like, guess. But, like, if Jaws is yeah, coming, Jaws like, is have you worse. seen Deep Blue Sea? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have you seen Katy Perry's Left Shark? <laughs> I mean... I don't know. How's your swimming going, Stoney? Are you doing better than Jamal? Or are you about the same? He's like a rock star, of course. No, I'm not that. Like, I'm doing okay. I'm not You're that You're doing good. well. I've just done a triple backflip <laughs> off the diving board, but it's just like going okay. <laughs> no, I, I'm doing okay. It's just, I'm more struggling with like keeping my form and staying in rhythm. So I'm, I've got my like breathing down and like being able to like have my head underwater and all that stuff. It's more just like keeping my form. Oh yeah. Trying to figure out when to breathe is a little trippy. Well, actually my, my dentist said that you shouldn't breathe. So (laughs) next time you should just try that. Cause, Oh yeah. It'll help you out. I think. God, what a shitty dentist. (laughs) Please stop breathing. You're causing a lot of like damage to your teeth. It's like a dream killer. Don't breathe. I was back there um, last weekend, and it was the and so it was not just a cleaning; it was cavities this time. So I had the mean lady, no, and so she had, no, but I had just gotten my teeth cleaned like two weeks before, so I knew she wasn't gonna say jack shit. <laughs> so I was like, uh, "That's that's right, bitch. Just get them in and out." But 
So I'm pretty sure she they did like a really bad job of aiming where they shoot the painkiller medicine. Ouch. So no. um, there, I think Ouch. there were two two locations, and one location was good, and the other one I contemplated death several times. I was like, maybe <laughs> I could just ask them to stop and just put the drill to my brain instead because. I don't think they numbed that area good, and it was awful. I could smell like my burning teeth from like that where they were Ew, drilling. No. It was Ugh. like, it was like a torturarium, <laughs> if that's a word. <laughs> she she sounds like she'd be like the trunch bowl yeah. of like dentistry or whatever it's called. And she laughed a lot too. Also, oh, see. She enjoyed that shit. <laughs> well, and the guy that was helping, who was like totally on our team, but he was like new to the cavity scene, I guess. Um, uh-huh. So <laughs> she was like training him as like they were doing this stuff to my mouth. And I was like, this makes me really uncomfortable that he doesn't know what he's doing. Well, do you think he was just like secretly terrified inside and didn't want to move? Well, they seemed like they were having a good time. Like... She, they were talking uh, about like their lives and stuff like that. So can I like, I'm sorry to like interrupt the story, but can I tell you a story about whenever I grew up and I went to my dentist? Oh, well, no, actually I would like to interrupt your story about your dentist, interrupting my story about my dentist to talk about my dentist again. So my brain my brain can't even do that right now (laughs) okay i'll allow it (laughs) let's do this okay so (laughs) the the dentist whenever i was growing up they would like so his name was dunnigan and he was like this older dentist that he was like the dentist for my dad my dad was born in like the 50s So this dentist, he would like work on your teeth with like no gloves on. So like he would just stick his finger in your mouth. (laughs) That is not sanitary. (laughs) And this is like, so like when I was like five or six or whatever, I'd go to the dentist and he would just stick his fingers in your mouth. Uh -uh, Uh-uh. Like I'm assuming he would wash his hands. I don't know. No, uh uh-uh. That's, you don't want to assume. But Mm -mm. like it always grossed me out that he would just like stick his fingers <gasps> was, in your mouth without. Was uh, your dentist a licensed professional or is that like just your dad's friend that like kind of read a book about dentistry? <laughs> no, this is a like this happened to Here's me. Here's some crest. Was that the dentist that usually works on your horse's mouths? That, so it doesn't really matter if they use gloves or not? <laughs> Different dentist. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> similar uh sanitary requirements yeah <laughs> i had a, if it makes you feel any better i had an orthodontist when i was like in my braces life um and his name was dr daly and he wore cowboy boots like to the office every day oh my gosh <laughs> like every time <laughs> he was Stylin. a rootin tootin cowboy he was stunting on that's him. weird yeah <laughs> anyways um so yeah dentists suck and uh also (laughs) in seattle uh there's like been all these fires around us so like all this smoke from the fires is like invading our city oh yeah so i basically living in like the apocalypse right now like you can literally Uh not see very far like in front of you when you're walking around 
um life in the northwest yeah so it's like kind of scary here and like people are wearing like those little masks and stuff over Mm -hmm. you know so they don't breathe in like the toxic smoke yeah and um the sun looks they're like like wildfires back in alaska all the time most from stupid campers but we've got all those trees up there yeah and i've been seeing these pictures on instagram that people have been posting in seattle and it's just like crazy yeah, it looks like a volcano erupted in it's some photos. <laughs> great. Like, thanks, Trump. <laughs> I mean, he was the harbinger <laughs> of the apocalypse, so it's like <laughs> starting. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, man. Well, that's he a fun, button. fun note to end on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Hope you guys really enjoyed this, like, super uplifting introduction to our episode today. <laughs> about (laughs) dentistry and like wildfires (laughs) so we're just uh, keeping it real with the people yeah we're like just so real Uh, (laughs) we're so interesting i know this is this this is 30 guys (laughs) if anybody under the age of 30 is actually listening to this this is what you could look forward to in your life Next episode, we'll talk about Metamucil. Yeah, yes. benefits of using it daily. Well, we already so talked right. about Metamucil because we like it shaken, <laughs> not stirred. Oh, yeah, that's right. We the, covered that. And prune juice. I'll be talking about my hip replacement <laughs> next week. So get look forward to that, where our honesty spill of the week is about my leg transplant. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> we'll just do a Jane Fonda workout and keep it going. Okay, I'm down. All right. Medicare Part B tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, let's get the show on the road, you guys. Uh, so this week, our honesty spill of the week is gay clubs. So we will be talking to you about like our first experiences in gay clubs, what we like about them, what are our favorite gay clubs. Um, it's just stuff like that, basically. Yeah, super fun. I'm excited. I'm sure everyone listening has an experience or two, even the straight white women. <laughs> <laughs> their experience is probably about bachelorette parties. But, you know, everyone has their own experience. <laughs> so, um, but we love you. Keep listening. We're not going to make fun of you anymore. To start our discussion, I thought it would be fun if we started by saying, what did we think, like, what were our preconceptions about gay clubs before we had ever gone to one? Uh, well, I know on the um, Gay Cons episode, I brought up uh, Queer's Folk as a show that influenced me when I was still a closeted queen. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you know, that show took place in Pittsburgh, a bigger city. I had... Before I left for college, I didn't really know of any gay clubs in Anchorage. I'm sure that they were there. I just, they weren't on my mind at all. When I came down to IU at the time, there was a place called Bullwinkles. And for whatever Mm. reason, I know. Do you know where um, Serendipity is? Yeah. So it's it's that old building. That's where it used to be. I don't think I ever made it there. I never did. Um, it closed before my 21st birthday, but I don't know why I just thought, you know, inside of that building, I think it's because I wanted to visit so badly. I just imagine like, you know, shirtless, oily guys like in jeans, just dancing around. Yeah. <laughs> Closeted frat jocks. 
Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like businessmen, you know, paying for like the younger guys or whatever. Like, you know, like the various aspects of the scene, the darks and the lights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, that's just based on what I was viewing on TV. So that's just completely, you know, imagination because we know that uncle elizabeth's that we got pretty comfortable with was mm-hmm. nothing like that no <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that later in the show um, different types of bars <laughs> yeah what about you stoney um for me it was like before i had ever been to a gay bar i always thought of it as kind of like this it was kind of like this mystical like unicorn thing that yeah you never really see scene like you're going to the wizard of oz or something right and like for me i didn't even go like i was still in the closet when i went to my first gay bar so like for me it was more about like it was this whole idea of like oh my gosh like i'm going to like go into a place where it's like all gay people we know we're all gay Uh and like being around like people that you know like have the same desires as you it's like the first time maybe too that you feel like you can let go a little bit yeah and i had like all of this like pent-up frustration so for me it was like kind of like the thought of like going to a gay bar was just like this thing that was like out of this world kind of like far-reaching like a fantasy type thing yeah, almost for so sure like, for sure there was a lot of like i don't know kind of like greater than what it really is type uh-huh. thought in my head before I went to like the gay bar. <laughs> yeah. You just like walk in and there's going to be like foam coming down from the ceiling and like yes, lasers. <laughs> yeah. Boys in cages and shit. Oh, oh my yeah. Gosh. Um, well for me, I guess before I had ever gone, um, so like sort of like a combination of both of you guys throughout most of my college, like I wasn't really like out or anything like that. And um, my last semester of college was like when I really bloomed as a homosexual before Troy Mm -hmm. Sivan wrote his album about it. Um, (laughs) 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 But um, but yeah, so my last year in college, um, I went to Miss Gay IU, which is our um, beauty pageant for the pageant girls and shout out to bloomington oh yeah i mean i just have i don't really remember a lot of the pageant actually i think i went the last two years i don't know anyways um but i just have memories of our friend nick um from band and i just remember Mm -hmm. he came like he had he would always he always wore like the skinny like um jeans that like oh yeah you know his lip gloss oh yeah and lip gloss he always had shiny <laughs> lips just like always looked like on point basically and i just remember super sweet too oh yeah i miss him <laughs> he let me <laughs> crash on his floor when me and my friends Les went to see my chemical romance in chicago <laughs> nice oh no <laughs> nice he really saved the day we went to like ihop i don't know it was really fun um <laughs> but anyways i just like my like probably strongest memory is him like just in his like skinny jeans and like these tall heels and i was just like damn he's like rocking that shit and he's just like so confident and i was like that's really cool uh-huh. so that was not really about a gay bar but that was like sort of my first like delving into the gay scene um yeah because you weren't really out there like that mm -hmm. anyway so that's that's a fair experience to share yeah and i'm more of a reserved person also until i get to know you then i'm like just like your worst nightmare um (laughs) 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 but uh (laughs) but um so i'm like kind of nervous at first around people so um and especially like gay people because like in my experience it's just like they're so judgmental of of uh 
me because I'm not like a stare looking. I don't t- look like your stereotypical gay person, and I'm, I wasn't mm-hmm. you know really interested in like the t- stereotypical things that gay people were into. So I think, and I don't I don't think I even went to any gay bars until like after college. Mm-hmm. I maybe went to Uncle E's like once or twice, but it wasn't really uh-huh. like anything. So. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I don't really have too much experience, but I always thought of it kind of what you were saying, Jamal, is like queer as folk, where it's like, like as a gay person, you're supposed to go to the bar like every night, the club, and you're supposed to like find a guy and go home and sleep with a, like a different guy every night. And right, <laughs> right. And you're so, like checklist. Yeah, was like, <laughs> yeah. You're is... walking in there like, oh, I'm just gonna go trick or treating, pull some tricks, call it a yeah. night. <laughs> well, and it, and it was like just because that was like my only knowledge, just from queers folk. So then when like that wasn't happening, I was just like saw like my experience as a gay person as being a failure. Yeah. So it was like kind of difficult because I didn't know really I wasn't like totally like sure of myself and like my sexuality and I didn't know like what was supposed to be happening. And at the time, too, you know, when you're that young and seeing a show like that, that show is very forward and how it was portrayed in the topics they discuss. But when you're younger watching that show, you're not thinking about, you know, gay bars and clubs. That's a place historically for us as a community to be together in a safe space when the world wasn't so accepting. So um, all we see on TV though is like, oh, I'm supposed to go out and party and party and party, but we kind of grow into those lessons. It's more than just going out to be out there. Right. And, uh, and I mean, as I got older, um, like my, my second or that, that summer after I graduated was, um, was like really fun. That's like sort of when I started to like discover like myself more and like actually start to like, you know, have like hookups with guys to see like what I was interested in and what was, you know, if I enjoyed that and and that sort of thing. So, so yeah, gay bars, like I really didn't come in contact with them until like post college, I guess you would say. Um, Uh so that's sort of my background. I guess it didn't really, (laughs) uh, I'm like telling like my whole life story basically, but (laughs) (laughs) no, I mean, I think it like helps like explaining kind of like you experience that same like euphoria or like idealism of the gay bar but in a different way like mm-hmm. you going through gay I, miss gay iu and all that so yeah everybody's got their i think experiences. that's interesting we, we all kind of like did it in different ways uh-huh right yeah it's it's interesting because i know like i mean i was just so shy to even admit to people that i was gay and i mean you know we were talking about nick and i just remember like this other experiences like we would uh he lived with our one of our really other really close friends erica um and then uh ashley i mean like all of our so like these people all became like our really close friends so Mm -hmm. um they would always like have us over and we would play like ddr like um dance dance revolution and like drink or do shots or whatever tons of beer pong my god yeah beer pong that's (laughs) where i had my first alcohol at that house but one of my most famous or like not famous one of my most like memories that sticks out to me the most is nick and he goes like you have really nice lips like i would really like to make out with you right now (laughs) and and i was just like oh um no thanks i don't know what i said but i was like so (laughs) shocked i was just like on the pad um that's gonna be a no for me (laughs) that's funny well i guess like um did we all turn 21 in college then yeah well i did 
So we were, were we all in Bloomington? Yeah, I was, mm-hmm. I turned 21 in Bloomington. Okay. So for the people, Bloomington had this awesome hole in the wall kind of bar um, named Uncle Elizabeth's. <laughs> it was, um, we've maybe talked about it briefly before. I but saw Uncle E's. Uncle E's. more what most people call it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a really nice bar. I mean, there's, I feel like we need to kind of set the scene. So, people can get like the vibe of the bar so Uh i think before we do that i think that i would like another beer because i'm gonna need it to get (laughs) get through the rest of my day (laughs) so um we're gonna take a quick break so i can get another beer and then we will get into the specifics of uncle ease because that's probably the central location to a lot of our first experiences at gay bars. Yeah. I should probably shuffle through a few of these skeletons anyway. I can't be here sharing everything. Yeah. (laughs) We'll be right back. (laughs) Hey everyone. Thanks for listening to our podcast so far. Thanks for coming right now. We're probably refilling our drinks or maybe even gluing down our lashes again. While you wait, here are some things that you should check out. Yeah, remember everyone, you can email us, tfcpod at gmail.com, and um, tfcpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and one more thing. You're not my real dad, and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, hope that break wasn't too long for you guys. I was like getting another beer and then this guy offered me poppers in the gay club and <laughs> I got distracted. Uh, it always happens, doesn't it? I know. They, it, was, it was an easy mistake. They to just make. lure you in. <laughs> I know. So, um, so let's continue our discussion here. So where we left off before the break was talking about gay club headquarters, Uncle Elizabeth's yes. or Uncle E's. Yes. So Stoney has a little bit more of a, an experience with Uncle E's than Jamal and I mm-hmm. because he went there before. So why don't you, Stoney, describe to us your first experiences and like the ambiance of Uncle E's? Yeah. So for me, so I, I came out during college, but it was kind of like the later years of college. So it was like my senior year. I think it was like maybe the spring before my like final year basically so spring of the final year okay um mm-hmm. and i i don't know like so i used to go so i always had like straight roommates i guess and we would always go to like places in on campus like a lot of the clubs like sports jakes which were basically like traditional like I don't know if I guess you call them bro bars or co-eds like bars basically where everyone's like looking to hook up like the straight people bars. Yeah. Like some more fratty than others. Yeah. Like lots of like eighties music that everyone hates and like gets repeated over and over and journey. Yeah. Like love, like love journey, like over the top journey. (laughs) Um, So anyway, all those serostitutes were there. (laughs) Yeah. Basically, it was out of control straightness. Um, but I used to go there and then like halfway through the night, I would sneak out and then go to the gay bar afterwards. So Whoa. like in the middle of the night or middle of the, like the club experience, I'd be like, Oh, I'm slipping out and like going home, but actually I'm going to the gay bar. Uh-huh. Um, so I would go to uncle E's, which was at the time, 
it was a small like trailer unit right by uh, Smallwood in Bloomington, which is like a huge apartment complex. Okay, for the rich people. Yeah, for all- so that's quite the contrast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's like this tall, huge brick building in Bloomington, which like stands out because it's taller than anything else. And then there was like this trailer unit, like in the alley beside it, <laughs> which is like appropriate for a gay bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I remember like the first time, like I kind of like Googled it or something. Like I somehow figured out that there was like a gay bar in Indy. So I knew about it beforehand. But so I'd been thinking about it forever and finally did it one night when we were out. It was like a Thursday or Friday night. And I just like walked over there and I had like all of this, like, you know, the emotions I previously talked about, like, you know, where you're kind of, you have this built up in your head, like what it's going to be like. Right. Um, so, you know, I walk in and it's like, basically like, it really is just kind of like, I mean, it's the inside of a damn trailer. Like, it's not that impressive, (laughs) right? Like, (laughs) There's only so much you can do with it. (laughs) Yeah. So, but I mean, it was cool because I was still excited because there were, it was like, it wasn't packed in there, but there was a lot of guys in there. So it was just like exciting being in that moment because you're like, you have this feeling of like, oh my God, like here's all these people that, you know, are exactly like me and are interested in that instant feeling of home and comfort or safety. So yeah, like it was just, I don't know. It was like weird to me. I remember I went there and I like met a guy and we like played a couple rounds of pool and all this stuff. So it was like, I don't know. It was just kind of weird being social, but in a very new and exciting way. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So it was kind of like my first experience. Like I don't, it wasn't like anything like overly exciting. Like even though the place was kind of boring, I wasn't like, like I wasn't underwhelmed in the moment because I felt like all of this like energy there, even though it wasn't anything like I had pictured it like in my head, I guess. Mm -hmm. Wow. That sounds like a good time. So, um, basically after the trailer, they actually did move into an actual building. <laughs> so they moved into a building and it's like not really by all the bars where like the, the trailer was set up. So it was a little bit out of the way, mm-hmm. which was, um, kind of nice. Cause then you didn't see like all the straight people, but <laughs> it was by the roly poly. There was a roly poly. Yeah, Yeah. it was a sandwich shop, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I know. Me and my (laughs) that always reminded me of the most popular girls in school. Did you ever watch that YouTube series? Yes, you turned me on to that shit. Oh god, me and my friend Andrew would like listen to that religiously. So good. You well, you ate a roly poly in the third grade. I don't know. That was funny. So, yeah, so yeah, there was like that. It wasn't there was a Pizza Express also there, yes. right? Yeah. On the other side. And there, there was. was also there was the fucking um Crescent Donuts, was it? Just down the street that everybody was crazy about. There was a donut shop so. just, just down like the 24 street, yeah. hour donut shop. Now it's just littered in condos or whatever they're called nowadays. Yeah. Apartments. So, um so the vibe of the actual building that housed uncle ease so that was more probably had the same inside vibe (laughs) because it was still kind of like run down and like dirty feeling um there's a small dance floor yeah stage Mm -hmm. 
for the, the for the drags and then there was like a little dj booth like on the other side uh-huh. of the you know the stage and the pool um, table. You know, there's a bar pool table and then you could go outside they had a back patio so that was like really not kept up well at all so <laughs> no it was kind of dark and shady back there it was dark and dank. So. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It really was. So, um, but it was nice because it was sort of like, it felt like that sort of took a lot of the pressure of being in a, in a gay space, like out of view. At least for me, it took like the pressure yeah. off a little bit. It kind of, it mixes up your expectations because you think it's going to be one way, but then, you know, for us, and I think even now we like kind of hole in the wall, kind of quiet places. And so this is really my first introduction to bars. Yeah, me too. I mean, I kind of loved it though, because it had its like... Even though it was like small and like just kind of like junky. It wasn't like a piece of shit. It was just like comfortable, right? Right. And it had like, it had a lot of charm to it. You know, like even the stage had a lot of charm to it. Yeah. The tables were out, you know, it was a very tight space, but you know, there was still a lot going on. Yeah. And you also quickly learn which bartenders to get your drinks from that made them nice and strong. Oh my God. Yes. And they had the cutest doorman. Oh my gosh. Do you remember him? I don't remember him. I don't Uh, know. The lesbians always like gave me the best drinks ever. They liked me too. That's usually I would go to. (laughs) I would go to the lesbians and just be like, give me xyz or whatever and it always turned out great so your vodka soda is <laughs> actually just vodka <laughs> <laughs> i would always get margaritas there and i would go i freak i don't remember what his name is but he was like this like maybe like a maybe like older bear guy not like decrepit or anything but like <laughs> he was <laughs> older than me i don't know yeah so but i would always go to him and he would like hook me up with like the strongest margaritas Ooh, and it was so good the margs I always had margs there because they had really good ones. Or well, that guy made good ones. Other people made trash margaritas, and it was upsetting. <laughs> My, so then um, I would switch to vodka crayons. <laughs> <laughs> nice, good call. Always a safe choice. <laughs> Give me that Carrie Bradshaw drink. <laughs> yeah, for real. I want an appletini. <laughs> so um, I guess for me, like when I turned twenty-one in Bloomington, it was very much about Jake's. You know, mug night Thursdays. You buy your what is it, $5 mug, and then you get beers for like a quarter, like 32-ounce yeah. beers for a quarter all night. or um, And that's how you get the gays to come. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, pretty much, because I didn't really start going to Uncle E's until much later, like after I turned 21. It wasn't something I did right away. I uh, went to Uncle E's first for what they called then boys on poles. Those were on Wednesdays, right? Yeah, they were on Wednesdays and they switched it to Tuesdays. Yeah, and then it eventually <laughs> went away completely, which was really sad. I know. That was just like a fun night. It wasn't like full on like male stripping. You know, they had rules. They could only go down to like briefs, but um it was entertaining. It as a 21-year-old, it was very like exciting to see something like that five feet away from you (laughs) yeah just these like hot college boys shaking it like right doing all their things and you know you had other nights you went there and you're just like on a crowded dance floor and you're like vibing with people and you kind of like discover who you are um stoney has always said he wishes that he met me out like at a bar organically (laughs) and i was just a little all over the place so i was definitely a hunter 
I'm said I glad you did not. We probably yeah. wouldn't be married. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, who's that messy fool in the corner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's that thirsty queen? Basically. So <laughs> we like one of our good friends, Cameron. He lived, uh, or he didn't live. He worked at Uncle E's as a bartender. After a while, mm-hmm. so we would go out with him there, and then eventually he became one of the bartenders. So he would always like hook us up on the DL and give us like free drinks yeah. occasionally. Shout out so that to was Cam. really awesome. Always taking care you of were us. The, you're the real MVP. <laughs> <laughs> also that made me become like a really big alcoholic though. Cause he'd be like, uh, he would text me. He'd be like, Oh God, it's so slow tonight. Like I'm so bored. And I was like, all right, I'll be right over. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I just go and we would watch like jeopardy and like drink or something. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's fun. See, but, um, I was, like, drinking every night of the week. It was so bad. <laughs> well, that's, like, everybody's college experience. Well, and see, that's the thing. Like, I didn't really know you guys back in college, really. So you guys were doing all that, but I didn't really know you. Uh-huh. So, like, I don't know. I went to Uncle E's, like, during the same time period. We just never really ran in, in into each other. So I yeah. guess that's kind of, like, the weird thing about all of this. That like, is odd because for a stretch there, Seth, like no offense to our straight friends, like going to Mug Night and going to Kilroy's. I loved Kilroy's. You know, it's two stories now and it's somewhat clean. When I turned 21 mm-hmm. there, that was the first bar I had my first legal drink at. Um, Kilroy's. Yes. I It was like a dirty one floor kind of very, very, very much hole in the wall kind of bar. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, but I loved oh, yeah. it. But we were always doing those kind of things. So when we go to uncle E's, there is a period of time and I'm shocked we did not cross paths because we were going like, you know, two to three times a week because there was boys on poles. You're probably bored on a Thursday and you were always back on Saturday. That was the drag show. Yep. So yeah, we were there a lot. Um, and this was like, so after college, um, I moved to California and lived there for a while and I moved, back to bloomington mm-hmm. for a year so this is the period of time where we were like we were going constantly yeah we were always there and it was like really fun because like during my college experience and even like post-college all my fr- i like pretty much hung with like groups that were just mainly straight people so it was really cool to have this like sort of like crew of like gay people to hang out with and like you felt like you could be yourself more um, you didn't really have to explain yourself as much in situations. You could just be yourself. That was naturally. a nice buffer because I know um, my freshman year at IU, fall of 2005, oh my gosh, like <laughs> our freshman class, oh, we were sprinkled everywhere, honey. Like there are so many gay oh, boys. Yeah. <laughs> so many power bottoms in your <laughs> freshman class. But, you know, we're all still pretty close to this day. I mean, like whenever we're in Bloomington, we'll probably cross paths with Cam. Oh, Yeah. We did just when I came to visit you guys, we hung out with him and, and, Ryan, and his husband. Yep. And yeah. So, yeah, it's cool. It's cool like that. And some of my memories of Uncle E's is um, because I was like, I felt like we kind of like ruled the bar because we were there so much. And like, <laughs> oh our my friend gosh. was a bartender. For real. So, for real. <laughs> so, I. Me being the hot mess I am, I would bring in like those little shooters of like, you know, that you'd buy. It's just like the single shot. And so I would bring them in or I would do like one or like uh, if I was with people, we would do like a shot in the parking lot before we went in. 
and but then I would have like a couple more and I would just like go into the bathroom and just do shots instead of paying for them because it was like a dollar a shot and then <laughs> drinks were so expensive at the bar so <laughs> oh yeah or we would go out to the back patio area and, and I would be like I would like have to I would like pick like who I was like ha- having like hanging fun with hanging out the most like guy or girl uh-huh. like let's go out to the back patio and they're like what why and we'd go out there and there'd be nobody there and I'd be like Hey, do you want to shot? Like and so I like creep. would do our. Yeah. Oh my well, I god! Like, I was just trying to get my friends drunk. Yeah, yeah. you're so like cheap. What the hell? <laughs> that was my role at in our friend group was is, was to get hey. my friends drunk. Like you can ask LeBron. I would be he down was, for that, <laughs> and I will go to yeah. the movies tomorrow and have two shooters in my pocket. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so um so that was like so that was like a really fun like thing that i would do and it was i don't know it was like probably a hot mess express but i remember like we would go out in the back and we'd be like ready to do the shooters and then someone rando like creeper guy would come out and we would just be like oh god i hope he goes back inside soon so we can take our shots oh no <laughs> like i'm too scared so it was to like a this. whole system oh yeah i know like he'll tell on us and we get kicked out. <laughs> yeah, you have to definitely be on the lookout. <laughs> we were all or we were all were you, really sneaky though. Were you also friends with the with people that would like they would sneak people in through the back fence? Yes, I saw I saw that shit in action. <laughs> I yeah, never I did. did that shit. What the hell? Oh, they might as well have been some cheerleaders, bitch. They're just like throwing I'm stunts up, getting people over the girl. fence. <laughs> yeah, we knew the loose the loose panels and they could just like kind of <laughs> sneak in there yeah. a little under ages oh yeah. i'm thinking okay we'll get to that later i saw people hop a fence back home at the gay bar that's how they used to sneak Whoa. in the back way they'd hop over the fence that's crazy <laughs> but um what other like did you guys have like any habits or like rituals like did you form any like going out rituals when you're going to like the gay bar like did you get extra pretty did you turn on that extra spicy Gaga album? Like, what was your process before you went out? Oh, well, I was just the hot mess doing shots of alcohol <laughs> in the parking lot and on the patio. Um, so that was definitely my ritual. And then just walking around like I own the place and giving nobody the time of day. Yes. Okay. That's exactly oh, what I wanted to hear. See, I would just like shower, first of all. Like, <laughs> But I'm smelling nice and hashtag priorities. Right? Um, then I would like spend like three hours in front of the mirror figuring out what outfit <laughs> I was gonna wear. Did oh you? Did God. you for real? Are you being serious? Not three hours, but I would obsessively like figure out okay, what am I gonna oh, wear whoa. to make sure that like this looks correct for the club. This is so interesting to hear. Um, and then. Let's see. I would, yeah, I mean, I would have a few drinks and then I would go out and then. Yes. Oh my God. That was going to be my answer because Whoa. of course I'm princess. I'm sorry. And of course this whole time I'm listening to like, um, the gayest of all the gay music. <laughs> so <laughs> no, I definitely like did the pampering vibe. Like I would get in the shower. I do like my nails, you know, everything's gotta be clean down there. Um, manscape if you mm-hmm. need to figure out what cologne oh, yeah. I was wearing outfit you know of course Beyonce's playing the whole time but you know just like mm. getting in the mood and then usually my style like in the bar I was always very confident <laughs> even when I was 300 pounds I know I could just oh, have yeah. 
a whole conversation with just my eyes and that's usually how i lured people in on the dance floor <laughs> there you go i think my pump up mix was like the only one i, I remember it was a really eclectic pay- playlist but i remember the majority of it was like Nicki minaj songs oh hell yeah so so i would like listen to that get ready and then i would like you know get super like in my mood or whatever and then i would just like be like I don't need you guys are nothing to me. Like <laughs> I'm just <laughs> like in my own little world. Seth's like just being like I guess you can buy me a drink. <laughs> uh yeah. I was like, oh yeah, a free drink. Oh my god, that's so cool. And then like I just walk away. <laughs> and then <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> I was like, Oh my god, thank you so much. And then like me and my friend would like walk off. So oh, that's even and worse. Then, <laughs> Or I would be like, I would be like, oh my god, you should just drink more. Why is your drink so full? And like <laughs> to my friends and stuff like that. So that was like my role at the bar. Like I just like none of you guys are getting any of my attentions. I'm just here to have fun with my ladies. Yes. So basically, you were like Regina George. <laughs> basically, <laughs> I think our marching band circle kind of taught us to be that way. Like we can run a room and make sure that like everybody's drinking. Like you'll oh, you'll yeah. make sure everybody's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was that one, that one year that we all like stayed over the holiday break. Oh, and yeah. we, you know we celebrated New Year's, and oh. we got we did we played beer pong like for the first like week and a half of the new year. Right. <laughs> we played it straight. There is a legendary picture somewhere that I have to find. I took it on my BlackBerry Pearl. Um, Whoa. I know throwback device. But um, on each corner of the beer pong table, there was like pyramids of cans and a full IU logo in the center of the table. We kept making like designs and stuff because we <laughs> wanted to keep all the cans of beer on the table. You guys are so crafty. <laughs> that was um, the birth of arts and crafts. I hate and crafts. arts and crafts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, because Jamal was king of the bounces and the arts and crafts would get in his way. So he would get mad uh, that his like double they love that shit because Uh they could start winning finally yeah (laughs) anyways back to the actual gay bars but so so what are your likes and dislikes of gay bars like not just uncle e's but just in general oh yeah we've seen our fair share of gay bars now for me some of my likes i really so with the gay bar i like when it's i like i guess this isn't really like of gay bars in general. This is kind of like a preference of a gay bar, I guess. But I like smaller gay bars that are a little more like tighter and like you're, it's a little bit like a dirtier hole in the wall. Like this is like our fucking place. Yeah. Like that's what I like about gay bars is that like the ones that are small and like that, like they're just like, it feels like home and it feels like this they're is They're giving like, you like cozy vibes. Yeah. And the places that look like a, um, a living room kind of yeah because the place <laughs> is just they i love how accepting they feel to me like to me it's just like this is my home and that's kind of yeah what I you like just feel welcome bars. as soon as you enter like the big gay clubs are nice but i i like those cozy like hole in the wall mm-hmm. bars yeah i mean i can agree with that now i mean you know when i was you know at uncle e's or like even after like i liked going to the the bigger bars like when i was living in la i would go to tiger heat on thursday nights tiger and heat. that was like the bar the night to go uh-huh. and uh there's lots of like crazy shit that happened there but because you there was you know the main floor then there was like a uh 
like a balcony i guess because it was also like a, a concert venue so in the balcony there were seats and stuff like that so that's where you would often find like all the daddies with their little twinks you know like uh-huh. making sure they were taken care of and spoiled <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Um, so, I mean, I was like, so I would like go to those kind of places, but now that I'm a little bit older, like I'm much more relaxed and much more friendly at gay bars. <laughs> um, so I like those smaller type vibes too. Like in Seattle, I really like the queer bar because, mm-hmm. because it's a newer bar, but it's really like nice. It's smaller, intimate. Um, people just seem more chill there and stuff like that. And that's, you know, where Robbie Turner hosted until her uber driver died so uh-huh. um <laughs> but um so <laughs> that's kind of my vibe now okay. also there's a really cool bar here called the unicorn yes which is like drifting away from being catering towards the queer audience oh, and really? it's just more of like a it's more of like a like hetero like it's like to them it's like whoa it's just like so quirky and like unique like we have to go here and like it'll be like totally seattle yeah i know i really liked the unicorn when i was there but i could totally um see what you're saying oh, as far so it's as the even, audience like it's more like this is where the all patrons. the straight people go because they think yeah. it's, they think it's a cool spot to be right well capitol hill is like a hip neighborhood mm-hmm. but it's also the gay neighborhood and with like the boom of like all these people moving to seattle like a you know a year a year and a half ago like all these pe- all these straight people like you'll just see like groups of like bros just like prowling in capitol hill and you're like you know they're not gay and it's just they're they're being annoying and it's just sucks now <laughs> to go out to the to the unicorn now because it's just like been on so many lists of like cool uh, seattle bars that, that people sucks. don't realize it's for the gays i really like that bar yeah yeah it's a bummer um yeah and that could be a whole another episode in itself like the death of the gay bar and how like social apps have like destroyed yeah like gay bars in oh general my gosh. put a pin in that um yeah yeah but i think that's part of like i guess what i was gonna say is like one of my dislikes is like how a lot of like gay bars now have become like so like mainstream that mm-hmm. there's a nothing against straight people but there's just a lot of like straight people in these gay bars like doing bachelorette parties they're almost oversaturated and it's almost it. like it's no longer the place to go just to like find other gay Meet men. gay people yeah yeah, yeah. or it's, gay women it's not or that whatever. you know that safe warm bubble whatever you're, you're used to uh, for me yeah um i think i got really really more active in the gay bar coming off of our uncle elizabeth streak um, when i moved back home to alaska in 2009 i started to go to mm. mad myrna's which is our gay bar Ooh. in anchorage <laughs> is it um like fisherman themed <laughs> no um the owner i don't know anything about the owners at all but um it was a really cool venue because it had two performance spaces and the bar was like in the middle. So one side was for a drag and then you kind of walk out to the bar and it's also by the main entrance and there's a pool table, but then you walk back a little farther and there's like the dance, um, dance area with mirrors all over the wall and the DJ booth. They always had super, super awesome music playing. The drinks were always strong. Um, oof, I think my dislikes sometimes when you're just feeling out your crowd when you're at a gay bar whether it's new or a familiar space i just ran into some um kind of like racial 
kind of experiences in the past, you know, oh, you're cute for a black guy. And, you know, that kind of like turn me off. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely a turn off. Because it makes you like reevaluate because everybody, um, especially when you're new and you're in your early 20s experiencing gay bars, you're trying to figure out what you're into. And it's like, oh, well, maybe I should just date black guys so I can avoid all of that. But... You know, that's just yeah. one asshole. It's not everyone. That's not everybody. I mean, hopefully people, you know, have changed and you don't have those types of experiences anymore. Yeah. And I kind of came into my age, like, um, I was never in a rush to be in a relationship, but definitely mid twenties, like before the apps are really, really popular. Like you go out to meet people and make connections and it's like, you kind of had to be like the super fit queen. And that definitely was not me. So it was (laughs) me either girl. It was definitely tough to like keep people interested and, you know, not just reach, you know, home run, but building a genuine connection with people. So, yeah, so that was challenging at some points, but you kind of grow up and you mature and get out of your feelings a little bit and begin to love yourself. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And while we're talking about gay bars, another gay bar that I went to a lot when I was living in LA is the Abbey, which of course yes. you, Jamal has been to a few times. Um, mate, did you have you been Stone I, to the Abbey when you went to LA? I did go when we went to LA a couple years ago. I did get to go. Yep. Nice. Yeah, the Abbey's an awesome, awesome gay bar. Be careful about eating there because I've had lots of friends that get food poisoning. Um, yeah, I've heard that. I haven't been food poisoned. I haven't either. Be careful. <laughs> I haven't either. So, but they make a really killer drink. Um, there are hot menses like on the bars and various places around. Yes. And they are, they are dancing there. But of course, you know, because it is gays in Los Angeles, watch your phones because they disappear real quick. The gays like to, to take people's phones and then resell them. What? That's why yeah, it's like an LA thing, not specific to the Abbey, but I know so many friends that were like, Oh my God, I went out to the Abbey or tiger heat and someone stole my phone. That's crazy. That's weird. Yeah. That's another thing I like about gay bars is go, go boys. You don't have to have them, Hot but if they're around and they're like nice and meaty, that's fun. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so let's see. Is there anything else that we should talk about? Is there anything that you like as far as like types of drinks or, Uh, Any specific type of like food or decoration or music entertainment that you like? I think for me, as long as there's a vibe, like if I want to go out and dance, I'll go to the dance club. But most of the time, I just want a place where it might look like a little romantic. Like when we went out to L.A. to pump uh, Lisa Vanderpump's bar. Uh, that's oh yeah that's totally my vibe like give me some lights give me some plants in a dark corner with some candles and we'll have a great night (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) same like i'm pretty much just like looking for like good music drinks i mean yeah as long as you offer the basic essentials for me i'm happy i usually will go for a crispy champagne or my um standard tequila soda oh nice I'm a um I'll get like wine or I if I want like a hard alcohol I'll get a whiskey ginger or a whiskey coke. Oh yeah. If I'm out in the winter, you'll probably catch me with the makers and eat. Oh yeah. I'm an old man. Yes. So um <laughs> 
Also, before we move on to our next segment, we should definitely shout out to Ebeth who suggested this topic for this week. Yes. So good job, Ebeth. Thanks so much. Yeah, I really enjoyed talking about this this week. It was such a good idea that she gave us. So, um, you know, just to throw this back on our listeners, if you have a topic like this or, you know, whatever you want to hear about us talk about, you know, feel free to tweet us or email us or or whatever, you know, how to get a hold of us. So definitely open to talking about whatever you guys like to hear so let us know so let's go ahead and move on hey girl. thanks for coming oh, now we're gonna talk about our news stories for the day and i know stoney has a story that he would like to talk to us about yeah um an exciting story so what do you got for us this week stoney yeah so i saw this on my google feed um this week but basically Alyssa edwards has gotten her own netflix series coming out in october yes queen what is it halloween themed (laughs) (laughs) stranger things um i don't know if it's halloween themed but it's her debut about her dance studio and so it's gonna follow her kind of like um whatever that show was dance the moms. dance moms but dance moms but it's going to be Alyssa's going to be the head instructor and she's teaching these kids how to dance mm-hmm. and she's it, running her school yeah running her school um and she's also going to be in drag too i'm not sure like not when she's like teaching the kids but i think like when she's doing other stuff yeah i'm sure there'll be moments where she'll have to sneak away for a gig cuz she does tour <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's so cool. Like, I hope the show doesn't end with her going to jail for fraud, like Dance Moms. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully um, not. Just some good lace fronts. Yeah, let's hope it doesn't <laughs> oh, okay. go in that direction. Um, <laughs> but I'm super excited because I love Alyssa and I love reality shows. So this is the perfect marriage of everything I love. It's just so appropriate that, you know, of all the drag race queens that Alyssa Edwards gets the Netflix spinoff. I mean, Bianca Del Rio's had her deals as well. But, you know, Alyssa Edwards is someone every drag race fan is going to be excited to watch this. Oh, yeah. And speaking about Bianca Del Rio, her movie Hurricane Bianca 2 is now on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet, but it's in my queue. We started it. It's not bad. We got sleepy and just kind of like had to go to sleep. But so far, it's not bad. Yeah. I'm really excited to watch that. So and maybe our last uh, story for our thanks for coming this week is um, just like sort of the same topic I've been talking about the last couple of weeks with the the YouTube beauty community. So, uh-huh. you know, we last week we talked about how there was this picture that came out of these four gurus, quote unquote. You can't see me doing the <laughs> air, quotes, air quotes, but <laughs> that's what's happening. We're experts. <laughs> Yes. So, um, so they posted this picture about, you know, kind of attacking Jeffree Star and that now they're feeling the fallout, you know, they're losing lots of subscribers. And, uh, so now there's been like a few updates. So, um, I learned the other girl's name. I couldn't, one of the girls I couldn't remember cause she's boring is Laura Lee. <laughs> um, her voice is like super annoying. Laura so Lee. That sounds up- like a bad, like canned food or something. That's like Sara Lee's like trash, like crumb company. See, <laughs> that's where I was thinking. You hit it, the nail that's on the head. That's not a Wonder Bread at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyways, um, Laura Lee, she made an apology video that came just under three minutes. So we went from zero to 60 with the tears immediately. Good God. And she's 
you know, explaining how like sorry she is and like that you know because they also dug up her racist tweets of course yeah miss me with the crocodile tears bitch well yeah she was wiping away no tears she was like oh my god i'm so sad and there's like no tears coming out so i don't know what oh she's doing god. with her hands her visine's running out she's, she's trying dehydrated. to milk it out <laughs> but um but yeah so that was trash that was a really trash fake apology that no one like everyone saw through that basically Ugh. and so everyone's like bye girl you're <laughs> i love i love the internet sometimes because they could be some cold hoes but i love I the know. internet <laughs> the only bad thing is that people i guess are like attacking her mom and like her that's some that's her too far that's too far well the internet right. sucks for that but everything tasteful else. shade people it's her you need to you don't need to go after people's families that haven't had nothing to do right. with this her that's right so anyways that's the only thing that i liked from her apology she's like just direct your hate towards me not my family leave them out of this please so then she put that out and then um the gabriel kid that i don't (laughs) know where he even came from uh but he made an apology video and i just saw the thumbnail and i was like initially i was like girl if you can't even draw on your eyebrows like i have no time to watch this video (laughs) oh my god like you're a beauty guru i better see some zero makeup on (laughs) and there are no eyebrows on your face so i'm just confused at what you do so she's just like naturally beautiful though (laughs) he wasn't naturally beautiful i don't care you better be glowing or something bitch you better have some kind of undertone popping yeah well he also he had like dark hair but then on the top it was like silver so it just was like really a strange combination but anyways I'm only like picking people's Dalmatian. like physical beauty because you're a beauty guru and that's like your job. So anyways, he made an apology video that was fucking 48 minutes long. 48 minutes. Okay. What was he talking about? 48 minutes. <laughs> if the apology video is more than like seven minutes, like you're done. Like even five's pushing it. Like say what you get to the point. Yeah. I can handle like a 10 to 15 minute apology video, Ugh, but so this was like insane. Yeah. So, uh, his video is much more interesting than Laura Lee's. So his video <laughs> spilled more of like the dirt. He accepted blame because he was the one that tweeted the stupid image and he was like said it was okay. to try and like protect like to like come to bat for his friends and like to be there for his friends because i don't know s- supposedly jeffrey was like i don't know torturing his friends somehow i don't know so um so then he like put this out and then you know he explained the whole story and basically what it came down to is they said they came and were like telling gabriel to that he needed to make a public apology to them to like spin the story so their pr team said gabriel need you need to since you're the one who tweeted this you need to take the blame for it and you need to tweet an apology video and you need to you know say that we were not involved and that we were just in the picture that you used dude these people are charging him so much money to be his fucking parents i know and so that he they were trying to sell him under the river basically so then he's like mm, he's like I'm going to make an apology video because I definitely fucked up, but like, it's not all that. So, yeah. (laughs) But so the way it sounds, you know, to make this long story shorter, basically it sounds like it was Manny MUA who was like trying to mastermind this whole situation. Mm. And like, I never liked him. You could always tell he was like a little snake. Um, I never liked Laura Lee. She's just not interesting. I mean, she's not like a cruel person, but she's just 
not interesting. Just kind of bland. So, yeah. And then the other Nikita girl, um, she, I don't know, is just not doing anything or apologizing or breathing, maybe. I don't know. So she's just, like, hiding. So that's, like, my, my thanks for coming story is the update to all the drama. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see you where know, that what happens. goes. I know... I know Laura Lee lost one of her um, sponsors, partners, or whatever you call it, that she had, like, Uh you know, whatever, some sort of deal with. So, yikes. Sucks to be her. Maybe she's going to have to go to her sister, Sarah, and try and get into the bread game. So, (laughs) bye, girl. May I have some yeast? Bye. (laughs) So, yeah. So, let's get into the fun part of the show. (laughs) Trade. 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 So, um, so here we are. We're going to tell you our trade of the week. Yes, trade. Um, yes, trade. So who would like to go first? Who wants to tell us about their hot menses? Stoney, do you want to go first? Sure. <laughs> so my <laughs> trade of the week is someone that I watched on a little television show known as Big Brother Canada. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Um, who is it? <laughs> and his name is Demetrius, and I can't pronounce his last name, but yeah. G- Demetrius. He sounds Russian. Oh, yeah. That's He's much Greek. longer. He's, He's Greek. a Greek person. I can't pronounce his last oh, name. Okay. So Leslie can help. I apologize. But his Instagram handle is Demetrius underscore Gia, which we will include that Ooh. in the show notes of the show. He's pretty, y'all. Um, but he is this man that <laughs> is dating this wonderful lady named Ika from Big Brother Canada She's a as bad well. bitch. Yeah. Oh, is it love at first sight? It was like a showmance. It was a showmance. And Ika is the baddest bitch of all time. She's like Beyonce if Beyonce were playing Big Brother. Yeah, like her biggest moment on the show was like shredding everybody's letters from home. <laughs> and she didn't know anybody <laughs> nice. was watching. And, and they she laughed the at them and as they laughed. cried. <laughs> because they were sending her home like she knew that she was getting voted out so she's like fuck y'all i'm just gonna shred your hearts before i sashay out this bitch bye everyone (laughs) so anyway um demetrius is this really cute boy that is lucky enough to date the baddest bitch on big brother they're so cute together too it's like this super sexy swirl situation going on Ooh, I like a good swirl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my trade of the week. Awesome. Uh, what about you, Jamal? So I've been um, following this guy for a while. He's um, I was furiously um, Googling to figure out what this flag was. But he is um, Syrian German. <laughs> 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 Oh, is that what flag it is? Oh, that's, okay. that's what flag it is. It's Syria. Wow. Shout out okay. to Syria. Um, so it's just really funny because earlier I was like, is that the Nazi flag in the background? <laughs> it's like, damn it, Stanley. Um, Jamal, you can't bring Nazis onto our podcast. That's not okay. He's not. He's a Syrian German, but he's really pretty. <laughs> yeah. He's like fit, um, but it's not too much. He's got body hair in all the right places. Kind of dark and sultry eyes. Yummy. Oh, yeah. Tall, dark, and handsome. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it looks like he lives uh, in Berlin. Oh. Oh, nice. Obeid Habibi. Exciting. Oh, wow. 
that's interesting. I look forward to checking him out. Yeah, um, we'll share the name because I'm pretty sure um, I might have pronounced that wrong. But you know what I'm thinking in my head is how dare you? What I'm thinking in my head on the pronunciation is definitely not right. So I think what I said might be accurate. So correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. I mean, we're dumb yes. Americans. We don't really know how to pronounce things. But I'm worldly. Well, I can maybe figure Estonia's. it out. Usually. I am for sure. Things, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you definitely are. <laughs> I was born in Trump country, for God's sakes. Like, uh, just give me a break. It's okay. We forgive you. You're, you made it out of the dark side. So Understood. <laughs> yeah. So um, <laughs> my trade of the week. Wow, this is like a really racy <laughs> trade segment. <laughs> we really got into some taboo subjects. Okay. Um, <laughs> so my trade of the week is a cutie. His name is Troy Pez. And um, he's new. a new trade for me. He's newer. I found him through his boyfriend's Instagram, who I'm not going to say because I might have to use him in the future as a trade also. Oh, smart. But strategic queen. Yes. And yeah. Strategic. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so Troy is this cutie. They're like one of those. Uh, I mean, really, he is an Insta thought. Like, so they're like this couple <laughs> and they're like what you think of. They get like sent around the world to promote these like hotels and like places to stay for like gay people and like stuff like that. So, I mean, I'm like totally jealous cause I would love that lifestyle. Right. So basically it's their job to look pretty and to go to these um, places to try and get like people to come stay at them. So I'm jealous. Like they've gone, I see them like they go to Italy and they go to um, Morocco and England they go to there. They're in England a lot. Um, so fun. yeah, so it's kind of interesting. Yeah. So you're welcome, Troy. Like we're supporting your stupid lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. We're supporting <laughs> your stupid lifestyle. So make sure you go like his page and then look at all the hotels he's promoting and then go and stay there. I'll you make sure listen to t- this. Yeah. And if you tell them the offer code TFC pod, then you'll get 10% off your stay. So I'll make sure to think of you when I'm staring at my Excel spreadsheet, putting in formulas, yeah. you asshole. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I'll put his link down in the description of the podcast. If you're looking for him and it won't be hard to find his boyfriend. If you're like a thirsty hoe, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to save him for a future trade, so because he's definitely a cutie too. Hey. So, um, yeah. So this was like a little bit of a crazy episode, but I had a good time doing it. Uh, it was hopefully fun. you guys did also. Yeah, this was a yeah. good one. Yeah. I like the kind of like um, wild card kind of feel of the show. Yeah. it helps people figure us out. And thanks for sticking with us while we kind of grow the show and we're kind of rolling into this new format yeah i'm glad you guys know like what a gay bar is now like we did a lot of explaining so you probably didn't know before but now you know what a gay bar is so thanks for coming and we hope you like learned all this cool new stuff and there will be a quiz at the end of the show yes so um again if you do have any topics you'd like us to talk about let us know 
and uh, feel free to tell your friends. We've been seeing a lot of new international listeners, which is super cool. Yes, please, please, please share with anybody that might like the show. We love seeing that interaction online, especially with the um, the feedback we're getting with our new topics. Keep it coming. Do Definitely. It. And we will be talking about Drag Race still once it comes back on the air. So those of you that came for Drag Race content but are now like, why are these people talking about gay bars? Like, <laughs> hang out with us while you know we're off season and when when rupaul's drag race comes back we'll talk about that again that's right we all can't do recaps kids yeah like how many season four recaps can you listen to (laughs) like exactly (laughs) anyways so hope you guys had a fun week with us we had a fun week with you we love you guys thanks for sticking around thanks for coming and until next week bye bye